ride away from the Magisterium, uh, the Archon, Archon Radonis, has promised you that uh, in a few days he will uh, send over a writ of the Archon, which is a very fancy letter with a seal that means whoever has this letter has the authority to act in this specific way for the Archon. And he's going to give you that and send it, send you with it to Weishaupt, so Weishaupt knows the Archon isn't fucking around. Mm. Uh, that's good. It'll take a day or two, uh, not too long. Dorian also wants to wait for uh, Lannan to get here because it can't hurt, right, to have as much, as much oomph as you can. Because the the Grey Wardens are notoriously intransigent. Uh, they're very difficult to negotiate with, and uh, you want as much as much uh, political muscle as you can going into this. By the time you make it back to the Tavis estate, it is well after nightfall. Uh, how, how are we all feeling after sitting on the floor of the magisterium and almost testifying before thousands of magisters who all hate you and then precipitating a giant like flame fight? Not my best day. Not my worst, but not my best. Uh, you all get back and Dorian for one looks beat like he's had some terrible news today he's had some great news today and it's all just boiled down to extremely tired <laughs> and he's like all right so we need to wait for the writ from the archon we need to wait for Lannan to get here we need everything we can possibly get in our corner before we head to Weishaupt Weishaupt isn't terribly far but you know I don't want to go in unprepared I don't think you'll have any arguments on that from us. He says, is anyone else extremely tired? I think I'm just going to go straight to bed. Agreed. Dorian kind of stomps up the stairs. He's just, oh, he's so tired. Avery says, <laughs> well, how about in the morning, uh, we all head back to my estate and we can get you that um, instrument that you wanted, my dear. And she boops you on the nose, Elian. <laughs> <laughs> Elian perks up again. <laughs> that, that, that'd be great. Wonderful. Uh, she says, I think I'm also going to head to bed. It's been a long day of tiring magisters. And she glides up the stairs as though made of air. You know, I think we all had a real bad day. Honestly, I didn't understand a lot of it. Leander says, I am glad I did not have to testify. Are you unable to lie? I am able to lie, but it is... <laughs> he pauses and says, it is difficult for me sometimes for a variety of reasons. Hmm. Then it's good that you didn't testify, yes. In all fairness, we didn't really testify either. Severin turns to Leander and says, What is the wine cellar? He says, Downstairs, third door on the left. Thank you very much. And then <laughs> Severin disappears. <laughs> he needs it. Fenris is like, I'll go supervise him. And then he leaves. <laughs> Fenris is not great supervision, but that's fine. <laughs> Leander says, Well, good night. Good night. He heads upstairs as well. Yeah, I think Elian just heads for the stairs as well. <laughs> might as well. What about you, Cassandra? Yeah, I'm gonna mm, try to sleep. It sure has been terrifying. It sure has been a day. <laughs> sure has been. Mm -hmm. uh, Elian? Yes? Uh, you make it to your bedroom. You open the door. Uh, you know, you're doing all your pre-bed rituals. You kick off your shoes, pull off your jacket. You turn around into the... Uh, into the main, there's like a big dressing area, uh, like 
before the ensuite bathroom. Uh, and as soon as you walk inside to the ensuite area, there is a very old, uh, very frail-looking female dwarf who turns around and stares at you in surprise. Gah! Hi! Who are you? She doesn't answer. She stares at you in absolute bewilderment. Um, excuse me, who who are you? Uh, she continues to not answer. She just stares at you in open-mouthed astonishment. Uh, I guess I kind of back away toward the door, like thinking of calling for Dorian or something. Uh, as you are backing away toward the door, uh, you run into something uh, very solid behind you. Is that her? And it's Talgan's voice from behind you. He says, oh, maker's mercy. And he kind of shoves past you. He says, mother, this is not your bedroom. And he heads over to her. He (laughs) puts an arm around her shoulders. uh, And she at least calms down a little as soon as uh, she sees her son. Hi, Talgan. How are you? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. She does this sometimes. She's very old. She's not all there anymore. It's okay. I won't. She won't bother you. I'm sorry. And he kind of guides her out. He looks... Not not so much embarrassed, but kind of, like, um, anxious. Mm. Like, he's walking her out the door, and he says, Mother, you really should... We've talked about this. You need to stay in your room unless I take you out, okay? I think Elian just kind of follows curiously. Talgan, is there anything I can do? Get a cup of tea or something for her? He says, no, no, she's fine. She's just a little confused. Sometimes she forgets that this isn't her home and she gets lost. It's fine. And he's really trying to walk her hurriedly uh, down the stairs. He takes her um, around the corner and uh, into what you know is his bedroom. Uh, His bedroom is right by the door. It's like a precautionary American shirt because he's the head of security. And he has to be ready to leap on any guest at a moment's notice. And so you've actually never been inside Talkin's room. Um, The there is a big um, sort of like common sitting area and you can tell it's like the common sitting area because there's a little like a breakfast nook but there's also like a bed jammed into the room uh and he goes straight through uh, a doorway in the back which is another bedroom which seems to have been set up for his mother and he sort of sits her down on the bed and she says you have to stay here mother remember we can take you out walking in the garden tomorrow morning and she says talgan when are we going home he says oh we've talked about this are you sh- sure there's nothing I can get you? He looks back like he's surprised you're still here. I mean, I'm a little surprised I'm still here too, not gonna lie, but... <laughs> says, Talgan, we need to go home. The-, the-, the Chamber of the Assembly will be waiting for my vote. She says, Mother, you haven't been a member of the Chamber of the Assembly in 26 years. Just lie down, okay? She says, well, all right, if you insist, but we need to get going tomorrow morning. He says, I understand. And he very gently puts her to bed uh, and he kind of ushers you out like he he wants to give her as much opportunity to fall asleep as he can. Yeah, no, that's valid. Uh, He shuts the bedroom door behind him and he sort of breathes out and he says, again, I'm really sorry about her. She is harmless, I assure you. It's okay. It's just more startling than anything. Yeah, if you see her again, you can just let me know. I'll take her back downstairs. I didn't. I didn't know you had family with you. Well, now you've met all of them, or at least all the ones that matter. Um, I'm sorry that she's like that. That's, that must be difficult. Uh, he flinches a little bit and he says, 
She wasn't always this bad. It started gradually. You know how these things go. My, um, my grandmother had a similar affliction, so I, I do. She was a real firebrand back when I was a kid. Took us up to the surface, and I'd say she never looked back, but that wouldn't be true. She looked back quite often, always talking about the estate we left behind in Orzammar, and everything she gave up to raise me. Uh, he makes sure that the door is closed, and then he sighs, and he says, I was, again, sorry, I could make you, like, a cup of tea, I could spike it with something. That's how I usually take my <laughs> tea. I'll, I'd be happy to share one with you if, if you want. But if if you want me to leave, I can. He shakes his head and he starts the tea. I guess Alien takes a seat. <laughs> he says, you don't actually want to like talk about my elderly, aging mother, right? Like, like we can if you really insist, but uh, it's not a great story. I mean, n- not if you don't want to. I just, we haven't, we haven't spoken very much at all. I kind of wanted to get to know you a little better. He says, well, it's not exactly a wonderful story, like I said. He sighs and he says, I was born in Orzammar. Do you know how the caste system works in Orzammar? Do I know how the caste system works in Orzammar? Roll cultural lore. Wow. <laughs> uh, so, I'm 19. Uh, the caste system in Orzammar is quite strict. Um... Uh, Orzammar's society is divided into, like, there's obviously at the top, there's the noble caste, which mostly makes up the Chamber of the Assembly, which is the major legislative body of Orzammar. Uh, beneath them is the warrior caste, the mining caste, and the merchant caste. Uh, and then there are the castless, um, which are officially stricken from every record. Like, legally, they do not exist. Uh, in the shaperate, the shaperate being, like, the major genealogy and historical organization of Orzammar. Uh, the dwarves put a heavy emphasis on ancestry, so who you're related to is everything in Orzammar. And those that are without caste officially do not exist. And Talgan continues, My mother was a member of the noble caste, and my father was casteless. And unfortunately, when I was born, and he like gestures to himself, and yeah, if Talgan had been born a woman, he would have elevated both his uh, father to the noble caste and would have sustained the family legacy. Because the the way it works in Orzammar is it runs down one gender. Like it's either, each family is either matriarchal or patriarchal. And if a same gendered child of the heir of the family is born, uh, that that child is allowed to inherit. But if it's an opposite gender child, they're considered illegitimate. So yeah, being born um, a male in that line with a castless father means he not only screwed over his mother by having her stripped of her caste, he also screwed over himself. So he and his mother uh, are castless. They were basically thrown out of Orzammar. Okay, I think Elian just kind of... That was a very, very like brief like right the, yeah there's a lot to orzammar <laughs> politics <laughs> and i had tldr it's bullshit but <laughs> wow okay that's i suppose it could have been worse she could have left me to die in the deep roads which some illegitimate parents do yeah it, you you mentioned maybe spiking the tea yep as soon as he's like as soon as he's pouring the tea he cuts it with a little bit of what smells like brandy from a hip flask on his pocket <laughs> He says, like I said, it's not a great story. My own isn't fantastic either, but yeah, you, you're you the winner. It's a shitty contest we entered, huh? Uh-huh. 
He says, throughout my childhood, she kept going on about the ancient tithe of the family that we left behind in Orzammar and how one day when I was old enough, perhaps I could reclaim it. I don't think she really gets it. I have nothing but resent for Orzammar. It threw my mother out for what? Having a child she refused to abandon in the deep roads? I don't want to go back to Orzammar. Not even if you could change things? He shrugs and he says, change what? How? I'm castless. I don't exist for all they care. There's also a pretty big stigma against um, dwarves of Orzammar have this really big thing about uh, never seeing sunlight. Any dwarf who's been to the surface is called a surfacer, and they are that's one of the many ways you can be stripped of your cast. Oh, okay. And especially for someone like Talgan, who spent the majority of his life uh, on the surface, they would they don't give a shit about him. He's like any other surfacer to them. Got it. Well, she she did love you, though, it sounds like. Even if she did still dream of how things were. I mean, it's it's not nothing to have had a mother's love. He sighs and he says, I know, and I count my blessings. I just... It's getting worse in her old age. She keeps asking me when we're going to go back to Orzammar, when we're going to fight our way down through the dead trenches to get to the old family tag. I don't know what to tell her. What, um, if... It's not too much. I mean, we're already talking pretty heavy stuff, but um, what happened with your father? You don't have to tell me if it's too personal. I totally get it. Anyone ever tell you you're kind of twitchy? Not recently. Well, you're kind of twitchy. (laughs) Sorry. I'm not going to be the kind of person who takes offense if you say something that's a little politically incorrect. It's okay. I've been through worse. (laughs) Elian <laughs> just like rubs rubs at his forehead. Talgan says, My father, as it turned out, was just an opportunist. He only seduced my mother on the chance that he could sire a female, and he could be raised to the noble caste. As soon as he found out I was a man, he disappeared. Leaving my dear old mom carrying the bag. It's a tale as old as time in Orzammar. Fuck him, and I raise my mug. <laughs> yeah, fuck him. <laughs> he like raises, <laughs> he raises his mug right back. Wow. That's, um... Shittier than I was expecting. Sorry. He drains his mug in one pull, which it yeah. seems like it would be way too hot, but he's a dwarf, so maybe he doesn't have taste buds or something. He says, hey, what about you? What's your sad story? Well, I, um, obviously am barred, or basically, uh, I failed, or, well, I didn't fail, I didn't get to complete my last, uh, semester, uh, the they university. Have schools for bards? Mm-hmm. Huh. I always just sort of assumed it was something you learned in back alleys. That doesn't surprise you at all. Like, anywhere else in Thetis, that's exactly how a bard would learn a bard. Like, <laughs> Orlai is the only place where they have, like, formal colleges of bards. Elian's just like doing the math like how how would they how in back alleys what <laughs> yeah you know you find some shady vagabond who teaches you everything you know and then you go get into misadventures and then eventually they betray you or something no that's how it usually goes in all the songs bards sing but just true bards sing a lot about betrayal <laughs> okay you got me on that one um anyway um no my um patron for the college um died abruptly and uh a few months ago i had to uh run out of or lay in a bit of a hurry why 
I was framed for a murder that I definitely did not commit. He belches. That sucks. Yeah. So who framed you? My patron's mistress. <laughs> that definitely sucks. Man. Yeah. He, like, he shakes his head like, fucking Orlesians, man. <laughs> uh-huh. I hate her. I really, really hate her. He loved her, but I hate her. Uh, I'm not su- I'm not the least bit surprised to hear that a Norwegian had questionable taste. No offense. I, I guess none taken. He adds more tea and then he like le- he only fills it like halfway through full of tea for you <laughs> and then he like fills the rest of it up with brandy. Have another drink. To shitty tragic backstories, he says, raising his hey! cup. <laughs> Clink. <laughs> I feel like they just drink and get a little bit looser around each other and not like finally find their way off of those kind of topics yeah talgan is very he's like he's fun he's like a fun drunk you know what i mean like some people are like messy drunks some people are like sad drunks but he's the kind of drunk that will show you a real good time and be absolutely (laughs) plastered for the entire duration of that good time Like by the end of the night, uh, Talgan is showing you how to um, how to cheat at darts. Like he has a dartboard set up yes. on his bedroom wall. He says, "Listen, the trick is magnets. Here's how it works." <laughs> this is delightful. Uh, the next morning, the first thing anyone hears, which is uh, different from normal, is Dorian's voice. Dorian says, everyone get the fuck up! I definitely jolt up immediately. (laughs) (laughs) I think Elian jolts up and just grabs for his robe. What about you, Sabre? I just sort of roll my eyes and grab all my weapons and (laughs) trundle downstairs. Uh, You don't even make it all the way downstairs. As soon as you all poke your heads out, some of you more frantic than others, uh, you see Dorian standing at the head of the stairs and he's looking at all of you and he says, what are you all doing wearing those ridiculous sleeping clothes? Get dressed. The Inquisitor is going to arrive any minute now. What time is it? It is like six o'clock in the morning. It is way too fucking early. <laughs> Elian yawns. <laughs> I just stare at him like, normally you sleep until 11. That's not the point. <laughs> all of you get dressed. I just sort of shrug and close the door. Like, okay. Even my Varys is a little sleepy. Like, she stumbles out of her bed and is like, mm. So early. When did his shit pull into Kirkwall? Does she have little birds like coming behind <laughs> yeah, her? Yeah, probably. Her hair. Arranging her hair. Yeah, little chipmunks that are like adjusting the hem of her dress. Yeah, probably. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> I definitely like roll my eyes, slam my door, and start getting dressed. <laughs> yeah, I think Elian goes back into his room and, you know, takes his time putting the face on, getting dressed, all that. Uh, no, you all uh, are heading down the stairs, uh, and Maverus, Dorian, uh, Talgan, and Leander are already assembled, some of them looking better than others. Uh, Talgan <laughs> uh, probably looks about as good as you, Ellie, and he was also up drinking last night. Uh, so he's uh, he, he's not a spring chicken anymore, so he kind of yawns and he says, All right, where are we meeting this Inquisitor Lavellan? And Dorian says, Downstairs in the cellar, come on. The cellar? Yeah, the cellar is a weird place to meet uh, someone like Inquisitor Lavellan, but... Are there even doors in the cellar? 
he does not offer any explanation. He immediately uh, heads off down to the cellar. And instead of taking like the super secret, like triple locked, uh, you know, slave safe haven, uh, he instead takes a right around a quarter uh, and into a large, it looks like a, maybe like a laboratory of some kind, like a magical laboratory. It's full of like really delicate magical equipment, lots of books. Uh, and notably, Sabre, in the corner of the room, there is a very large mirror. Oh, fuck. Interesting. It looks pretty familiar, but it's not like, like you've committed Meryl's mirror to memory, I imagine. Mm. Like you remember yes. every detail of it. It looks like, a, it looks similar, but it does not look like the exact same mirror. I think I just like, I definitely just freeze. Sabre freezes uh, because there's, he's been like, he's learned a lot of new things about that. Like before he would have just tried to smash it, but now he's like, you see, he has the impulse and then he's like, wait, <laughs> <laughs> you can tell there's aggressive thinking going on right now. Uh, it is the surface of the mirror. Uh, it's very tall. It's maybe, maybe like 10, 12 feet tall, uh, but it's quite narrow. Uh, and the surface of the glass is sort of rippling kind of like, um, it's almost like opalescent, but more move, like with more movement, like the colors swirl and uh, fade in and out. And, uh, it's actually, it's kind of beautiful to look at. I like half draw my brother's sword. Dorian doesn't notice. He looks quite excited, actually. Like, he was very reluctant about having Lennon here, but now that he's actually here, he's like, I get to see my friend! He's very, ha he's very happy about Aww. it now. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, staring at Sabre, like, what are you doing? Those things are dangerous. Mirrors? <laughs> I mean, yes. Every time <laughs> I've looked at a mirror, I've been horrified. <laughs> I've been personally injured. <laughs> Just be prepared for anything. Anything turns out to be a slight um, ripple in the surface. It ripples like water. Uh, and quite abruptly, an elf steps through and he is quite familiar to all of you because by now he's been in literally every single one of your dreams. Uh, mm. But for those who don't remember, extremely pale skin, blonde hair bundled at the back of his head. Uh, he's wearing uh, a robe, like a dark robe over a set of light chainmail armor. And the first thing he sees is Dorian, and he smiles, and he says, Ah, oh, Dorian, it's so good. Ah! And then Dorian abruptly picks him up and throws him bodily over his shoulder. And then it's like, oh, God, we're doing this again. And Dorian's like, we certainly are. How have you been, lad? And he's like, please put me down. Alien <laughs> is just staring. And Dorian says, absolutely not. You know the rule. He says, ah. What's the rule? Dorian turns around, Lennon's like legs swing around as he does it. He says, well, you see, it all began with a disagreement Lennon and I had. And Lennon's like, please don't. The <laughs> disagreement that we had about the nature of mages. You see, Lennon was of the opinion. like, all I said was that most mages don't physically train because they don't need to. And then Dorian swoops in, insisting that mages of Tevinter... <laughs> <laughs> and Dorian interjects like, yes, mages of Tefinter are trained in body as well as mind. And then Lennon says, and then every single time we haven't seen each other for more than a week, ever since then, he's been throwing me over his shoulder like a sack of potatoes to prove his point. We're all very impressed by your big, strong Tevinter mage arms, Dorian. I mean, like, we kind of are a little bit. Yeah, I, like, look at uh, Dorian like, I, I actually am impressed, though. Dorian says, see, that's all you had to say. <laughs> But it's like, put me down. I had a whole thing. I was going to spring a surprise on you. But now, and then suddenly from behind you here, Kada! 
run! And suddenly this enormous, like, almost eight foot tall Kunari comes barreling through the mirror behind Lannan. Uh, <laughs> and he sees Dorian holding Lannan, shrugs, and then picks Dorian up, who's still holding Lannan, and throws Dorian <laughs> over his shoulder. <laughs> and Lannan almost screams. He's like, oh god, I'm too high! Put me down! <laughs> If elves were meant to fly, we'd have fucking wings! <laughs> I, like, turned to Cassandra and I'm like, he makes a good point. I'm just staring in shock, though, like, another Kunari! Oh no! Uh, it takes a minute and some finagling, but eventually everyone puts everyone else down. <laughs> <laughs> and then as soon as everyone has regained their sense of balance, uh, Dorian turns to the Kunari and says, Bull, what are you doing here? Lennon says, I was gonna have a whole, I had a whole setup plan and then you threw me over your shoulder again. He says, yes, I brought Bull with me. The charges are coming through too in a couple of minutes. Uh, And Bull sweeps down and he pulls Dorian into a really, really big, messy kiss. And Dorian looks absolutely delighted. Yeah, that completely shocks me. I'm just like, what am I looking at? Like, I just look (laughs) at everybody else like, are are my eyes working? Do you guys see this? (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. I told you to be prepared for anything. <laughs> and so you were. <laughs> uh, eventually, the kiss ends, and Dorian still looks like he is on cloud nine. It's like, I can't believe you're here. You, 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 don't get me wrong. You absolutely should not have come. I'm very worried for your safety, but man, is it good to see you, Bull. Uh, and Bull says, it's good to see you too, Kadon. So, nice digs, huh? And then he turns and he, like, scans the area and he, Dorian's like, oh, introductions. Sorry, it's it's been a long day. This is most of the people. We have a lot of people in my estate now. Uh, okay, so this is Mayveris Talani. And Bull immediately sweeps down. He says, a pleasure to meet you again, ma'am. And she says, Iron Bull, I remember you. How are the Chargers doing? It's like, oh, well, they'll be coming through any minute. You can ask him. And he kisses her hand. He says, and uh, this is Leander, my technically slave. Leander just says, hello. <laughs> Hello, the Iron Bull. How have you been? Oh, yeah, I remember you. Only creepy one. <laughs> uh, and these three new ones are the ones that I wrote to you about, Lennon. Uh, this is Sabray. Uh, the Iron Bull inclines his head towards you, one massive horn, like, nodding in your direction. He says, uh, this is Elian Bayard. He's Orlesian. He says, hey, I know a lot of people give Orlesians shit, but I just want to say, Valroyo, most beautiful city I've ever seen. Elian grins. I like him! (laughs) Dorian says, well, hands off. Yeah, I saw him first. Then uh, Dorian says, and this should should be amusing for you, Bull. Uh, This is Cassandra. She is also Talvashoth. And he says, no kidding. I mean, it'd be hard-pressed for a Cerebas, sorry, to be anywhere else but Kunandar and not be Talvashoth. I sort of twitch when he says Cerebas and just, like, sort of look at him, like, very, very warily, like, hmm. So how long you been outside the queue, huh? It takes me a while to, like, say anything before I'm just like, it's been enough time. I'm still new to everything outside. He says, well, if it makes you feel any better, turns out that whole thing they say about the Kunari going savage and they don't have the queue to live by, turns out it's a whole pile of horse shit. You're actually not in any danger of going mad at all. I'm trying to like keep a like a straight face, but like my mouth sort of twitches up into like a smirk, and I'm just like, nope, 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 we're not smiling in front of this dude. <laughs> uh, it's really hard. Like Ironvol, like he's a mountain of a man, right? Even for Kunari, right. he's huge. He's like, I think his official height is like seven foot eight. He's enormous. 
but he's also he has he has the presence to match it like he's all smiles and obviously he's completely in love with dorian which makes him very likable because you have to be a certain kind of patient <laughs> to be in love with dorian <laughs> i just sort of like i'm still like staring him down and i was like the one question that like of course she wants to know yeah like, and he, he can see it coming he's got both hands on his hips he's like waiting for it what was your rank don't panic I was Hisrod. She panics. <laughs> right, exactly. He's like, don't panic. And she's like, wait, he just said don't panic. And I'm like, I am doing my best to not panic. He says, okay, okay, nice deep breaths. I was Hisrod. Okay, I was. Not anymore. Everyone in this, at least, well, okay, at least two people in this room can confirm that I am definitely super Talvashoth now. And Lannis says, yeah, I was there. He definitely got attacked by a couple different members of the Ben Hasroth in Skyhold right in front of me. Like hearing that he, Hisrod, got attacked by the Ben Hasroth, I just like stare at him like, you're still alive? Yeah, it turns out that the, the Kyun isn't all that infallible, huh? Indeed. That's just like blowing her mind. Like, wait a minute. I'm sorry. Like, wait, what? <laughs> as far as, as far as I know, like, Ben Hasrath finds you, nobody ever sees you again, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he says, hey, don't worry about it. And he thumps her on the shoulder. He says, your secret's safe with me. I'm definitely on the outside with you now. I sort of snirk at secret. I'm like, oh, nice pun. He says, oh, yeah, because Hisrod. <laughs> nice. Right. He looks at the others of you and he says, sorry, that was a, that was a Q-lot pun. It was really funny if you speak Q-lot. <laughs> Elian just kind of shakes his head like, nope, I don't. <laughs> By now, I'm actually like smiling. Like, I just can't keep it off my face anymore. I'm like, ah. Yeah, Bull's, it's hard not to like Bull. He's a, <laughs> he's just one of them, one of them types of people that everyone loves. Yep. Uh, Lennon says, so I barely got off the bone in Kirkwall before I had to take this Olivian. I'm starving. You have any food? And he like, he walks past Dorian, just like it's his house now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and behind Bull, there's a whole bunch of more people that like pile out behind Bull, and they're all. I can't even describe the Bull's chargers. They're just, they're so eclectic. There's like, I don't know, like 20 of them. Uh, they're elves, dwarves, humans. One of them is a Dalish elf, you can tell because she's got the Valisleen. One of them is this very twitchy dwarf. Uh, one of them just grunts no matter what you ask him. Uh, <laughs> there is. A big, uh, hulking, you can tell he's, uh, Tevinter as well with close cropped hair. It's like, it takes all sorts in the Bulls Chargers, and you learn very quickly as they're all herded inside that, uh, they're a mercenary band. Oh, which doesn't surprise any of you. Uh, most people, most Talvashoth are mercenaries. That's the only way that, uh, Talvashoth can make a living most of the time when they're outside the Kyun. So this, this room is now very crowded. Yeah, it's extremely right. crowded, and that's why Lannon left as soon. <laughs> it's like, he just wanders out and goes up to the kitchen. Yeah, I feel like Elliot is just, like, creeping toward the door as more and more people come through this mirror. Uh, so, yeah, it the the estate gets a lot more crowded all of a sudden. Uh, and a lot louder, too, because the bull's charges, wow, they sure are loud. Like, it's only six o'clock in the morning, but they're singing drinking songs, and it's a whole production. Oh, oh God. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's it, some of the chaos is dead. And like, as soon as uh, everyone is gets some modicum of settled in, Iron Bull Lally says, well, I'm going to drag Dorian upstairs and have sex with him. So you should okay. all stay down here. <laughs> and then he throws Dorian over his shoulder and like carries him upstairs. And Dorian's like, it'll take a couple hours. Just, it's fine. It's fine. A couple of hours. Oh. 
Lennon says, I know far more about the relationship than I want to, and I'd rather you don't ask me how. Thanks, if it's all the same. <laughs> I just sort of nod and shut up. I don't want to know. I don't want right. to know. I, I turn to the rest of you and go, I just really hope this place is soundproofed. Lennon says, trust me, we'll find out. <laughs> I just like look around like, so breakfast? <laughs> breakfast sounds great. <laughs> My various is already getting things started. And there are a couple of the chargers. Uh, the Dalish elf is helping uh, as well as uh, the twitchy dwarf. Uh, they're both in the kitchen with her chatting up a storm. Mavera seems to have met them already. Uh, so she is, she's referring to them by name and like assigning duties to those that are helping her. And things should be underway shortly. So it takes a few minutes just because there's a lot of people. It's very overwhelming. But uh, mm. I think Elaine is probably the first to actually greet Lannan. Lennon is in the kitchen. He's not involved in like the cooking process, but he's uh, he's using a, a quick flame spell to heat up a pot of tea that he's pouring out for everyone. I'm um, glad to finally meet you in person. Uh, he turns around and it takes a minute. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember you. I mean, again, technically we did meet before, but but. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was a while ago. I'm amazed you remember that. Kind of stuck with me that day in general he doesn't seem to understand like uh, he doesn't know the extent of your relationship with bastian not really yeah i think i just kind of let that one go i really appreciated the strings that you pulled to uh let me go to his funeral he says it really wasn't any trouble vivienne i know she can be a bit of a bitch but in the end, she's really not that bad of a person. And no one ever believes me when I say it. <laughs> I was going to say, Elian's eyebrow is just like in his hairline at that. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. We fight like cats and dogs about our views on mages. But she is, in the end, pro-mage. She... It's hard to explain. It would have to be. Sorry, I don't think you'll ever win me over on her. She, um... She's the reason I'm not in Orle anymore. Uh, he takes a sip of tea and, like, raises his eyebrows as if to encourage you to go on. She framed me for murder. He furrows his brow and he says, That doesn't sound like something she'd do. You're sure it was her? I mean, I didn't stick around to investigate every detail, but considering that a stolen artifact turned up in my room and she hated my guts. He says, well, I mean, I'm not calling you a liar or anything, it's just that... Like I said, my relationship with Vivienne is complicated, but I've never known her to be an outright murderer. I don't know that she got her own hands dirty. He says, well, I can certainly get to the bottom of it if you need me to. Like I she is a friend of mine, and I could certainly ask after it. I think that startles Elliot. Just, like, even the concept that possibly he's wrong on this. He's not even remotely convinced he's wrong. Because who else would have done this to him? He didn't have other enemies, really not that same level. I, um, maybe? <laughs> he shrugs and he says, it's not any trouble. If you want me to, I certainly can have a look around, see what happened in Orlais that day. I'd appreciate it, but I mean, I think we have slightly bigger fish to fry. He says, listen, I learned how to delegate when I was Inquisitor. It's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> if, if you're sure. 
Okay, everyone, soup's on. Uh, Mayveris bangs a pot and summons you all around the table. Now that there's like the charger, the chargers like don't seem to be concerned about the fact that there's not space at the table for them. They just set up on the couch, on the floor, leaning against various walls, on the countertops at some points. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like there's an extra table outside on the patio. Yeah, they don't, seem to, they don't seem to care about that. <laughs> They're fine sitting on the coffee table. Oh, God. Elian has like a Norwegian connection. It's bad enough that Leander sharpens his knives at the table. Gotta sharpen your knives somewhere, man. At the dining table? You're heathens! Leander says, I do not understand your preoccupation. Ugh. Lennon actually sits down next to Leander and he says, Oh, by the way, I have word from Cassandra. Uh, he pulls out a small letter that's uh, sealed with wax and he hands it to Leander. And Leander actually sits up, like, almost pole straight. And he quickly takes the letter and, like, rips it open and starts going through it. And Leander's like, whoa, easy. And then he starts digging into his food. That, yeah, I feel like I raised my eyebrow about that. And I'd, like, look around, like, does anybody know what kind of letter? I, like, elbow Cassandra and I'm like, leave the man alone with his personal business. <laughs> I don't know how to do that. This explains so much. <laughs> Landon says, she, when I talked to her uh, in the Hunterhorn Mountains, she seemed not super optimistic about the chances of success. And he says, you're really sure you want to go through with this? You know, it could backfire pretty catastrophically. And before he can even finish the sentence, Leander's like, yes, I'm sure. Landon says, okay, well, we've certainly got enough mages around us now. We could give it a try sometime this week, or I guess... Once we get back from Weishaupt. Try what? Leander, uh, he is still reading the letter. Without looking up, he answers, the ritual that could unmake my tranquility. That, that's, that's what you were writing to her about? That, that, that's what you wanted me to talk to you about when I got back? What? Yes. Sounds kind of dangerous. Leander says, it's extremely dangerous, and it's completely theoretical. Never heard of anything like that. Lennon says, yeah, I know. She says, the Seekers, the uh, the overseers of the Templar Order, well, the Templar Order doesn't really exist anymore, but the, the Seekers gain their powers through a very secret arcane ritual. And while I was still the Inquisitor, we got to the bottom of it. And it turns out that uh, the process of becoming a Seeker makes a person tranquil. And then that is reversed in the process in which they become a full seeker. He says, Dorian asked me to look into this process and see if it could be replicated to help Leander. And Cassandra sent over all the notes she has on the ritual. It's very risky, and we're not sure it's going to work because I remind you, Leander, you weren't made tranquil in the same way as any other one. And Leander says, I'm aware. I want to try the ritual. Sounds dangerous, but if he desires this... It's extremely dangerous, Landon says. It involves summoning a spirit from the Fade to come and touch his mind. There's a thousand ways it could backfire. Uh, yeah, that definitely makes me go pale a little, like, oh. Sabre so looks up at the rest of it, looks at Leander and says, I understand, my friend. There are things that one must risk for freedom. Yes, Leander says, I will risk anything for this Inquisitor. And Lennon's like, I'm not the Inquisitor anymore. He says, I will do whatever I have to to take this curse off of me, even if it includes summoning things from the Fade. I want to be free. It is all I am capable of wanting. And Lennon says, okay, I understand. 
Once we get back from Weishaupt, we'll we'll try the ritual. We've got enough mages now with me, Dorian, Mayveris, and Dalish can help us out too. Dalish is and you're referring to somebody else. Uh, uh, Dal- yeah, Dalish, sorry, I keep forgetting y'all haven't played Inquisition. Dalish is um the mage of the Chargers. She her name is Dalish because she's Dalish. Like <laughs> that's the that's the naming conventions. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, wait. Not the Dalish. Dalish isn't with the charger. Okay, I was very confused. I thought you meant Sabray. <laughs> and I think that that's going to be said in character. No, yeah, you can ask. Yeah, you can ask that if you want to. Yeah, that's fair. Because I, I think I look very confused when Arisa that too. Well, Lennon, seeing your confusion, says, oh, Dalish is a... Uh, he turns around and he points uh, to the blonde elf woman on the couch. She's laughing with uh, the uh, the twitchy looking dwarf. He says, she was, um, she was Dalish, but you know, when there are too many mages in a Dalish clan. And Lennon looks Lennon looks like it hits a little close to home uh, for him. That's true, Sabray. When there are too many mages born in a clan, uh, it's considered dangerous. Um, a lot of times they are... Ideally, what they want to do is they want to move them to another clan, like another clan that doesn't have a first, for example. Uh, they'll give them to that clan. Uh, but sometimes if... The Arlethven isn't for several years, and there are no immediate ways to deal with it. Sometimes they will just be left to their own devices at about eight or nine years old. Oh, man, that's so shitty. Wow. Uh, Sabre doesn't think that. Sabre sort of nods sagely and says, it is for the best. Lennon flinches visibly. Oh, shit. I definitely stare real hard at Sabre for that. <laughs> uh, he notices you staring, and he like like says defensively, like, look. Is dangerous. It can be dangerous. I'm I'm living proof of that. The only living proof. Lennon says you had one bad experience with one bad mage. It killed my entire clan. Lennon says, "Yeah, don't get me wrong. I understand. That's the reason a lot of people use to throw us into towers and make us tranquil." He says, looking at Leander. They have one bad experience with one bad mage, and then they write the rest of us off. Okay, I flinched at the Leander comment just because I I like Leander. He's my friend, and that's. I just invite you to consider the possibility that you're just as likely to run into a Shemlin who can kill an entire clan as you are a mage. So, Rocky, start with your love interest, hey, Sabray? Wow. Hey, honestly, I don't know how to play it any other way. (laughs) (laughs) Rivalry, Mance. I love it. Uh, and actually, now that you are meeting uh, Lannan outside the Fade, and now that you're actually looking at him, and it's different meeting someone in the Fade, uh, <laughs> because very, very long explanation short, you're not really meeting them, you're meeting their own impression of them. And it can, and it's it's in a dream, and it's hazier, And but now that you're looking at him, you could swear you've seen him somewhere before. You're not 100% sure how, though. I'm, like, staring at him, like, obviously, just because we had, like, a bit of a spat, but also, like, you can <laughs> see something in my face where it's just, like... Wait a minute. And I, I like lean forward and I go, have we met before? As you lean forward, he kind of leans back because you just told him you basically don't trust mages. <laughs> so he's like, I don't know. It's possible. He takes a sip of tea. I think as I look at him more and the mage comment comes back and I go, and you see me visibly blanch. Uh, like I get like super pale <laughs> and I go, oh, no. He, it's clear he hasn't reached the same conclusion you have yet. I say it again. Oh no. Um, excuse. I have to. Um, and I'm getting up from the table, like stumbling. What's <laughs> going on? <laughs> I'm just, yeah, looking after you, like, Sabre? Are you, are you okay? 
It's not, it's, um, mm. Arlethven. Oh, God. And I just, like, get up and run out of the room. Arlethven? Sabray? What was that as he said as he stumbled out? Did you see Arlethven? Sounded like it. And then, like, slowly, also, Lad is like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I sort of tilt my head, like, what is going on? Uh, it's possible we've met before. I mean, I'm pretty sure all of us have figured that one out by now. Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. We sure have. We sure have met before. Anyway, anyway uh, so what's, what's your story, Kisana? He's <laughs> really trying to change the subject. I just stare at him point blank and was like, I was collared at eight years old for being a mage. Cool. <laughs> no, not, not. I, I have to, I'm going to go place. <laughs> then he leaves. <laughs> I just like stare at like at Elian like, did I say something wrong? Talgan abru- slams his cup down. They definitely fucked. <laughs> Now I'm, like, just very confused. You think? Hey, friends. Tessa here. If you're desperate to hear the next episode, chances are good that you can by joining our Discord server. We post links to all episodes and pre-release, and you can even chat with us and listen live as we record. Join us by going to bit.ly slash cfcdiscord. For more information on the show, character biographies, and links to social media, head to our website, critfail.club or critfailclub.com. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Tumblr. Critfail Club does not advertise at all, so if you like what you hear, tell a friend who might also like it, make a post on social media about it, or leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Full episodes are available on our YouTube channel, bit.ly slash cfcchannel, or wherever you get your podcasts.